Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is happening, everybody? It's me, Liam Horbin, back with another episode of Extra Time, presented by Betway 19 Plus Ontario only. Please bet responsibly. I hope everyone is doing well. I've done it to myself again. I am recording a podcast late at night because who wants to go to bed at a reasonable time? Apparently not me. Apparently not me. It's been a very busy day. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm the head scout of a hockey team too. And you're probably thinking, why am I listening to a guy who's also a head scout of a hockey team? How do those two things combine in life? It's a great question. I don't know how they combine in life, but thanks for listening. Somehow I've created these two random paths for myself, but we're ready to go. We're ready to go. Hope everyone has had a good week. I'll be honest. I didn't watch a lot of Premier League at the weekend. I've been very busy with the hockey stuff, but luckily for me, the Champions League draw was today and also the England squad for their matches against the Ukraine and Scotland. I almost said Sunderland for some reason. I had it in my head. It's close enough. Scotland, Sunderland, same place, right? No, it's not. No, it is not. So those two things are basically what we're going to react to today. Mostly the England squad over the Champions League. I'll talk about it, of course, because last year I had a big prediction. I predicted Barcelona would make it out of the group. A lot of people didn't like it. It happened. What was it? Inter Milan and who was the other team? Was it PSG? Made it out of the group? Someone like that. Anyway. Either way, great prediction by me. But yeah, there you go. There you go. So we'll talk about the England squad quickly. Very typical Gareth Southgate announcement, I think is fair to say. England are obviously missing a few players through injury. John Stones won't be in the squad through an injury. Luke Shaw. Um, Who else is not there? Tyrone Mings, of course. Ivan Toney is still suspended for, I think... What's that, four or five more months still? So, reasonably expected, I think it's fair to say. I Every single time these England squads get announced, I think we all expect something a little bit different. Like, Harry Maguire won't be there, for example, or Calvin Phillips won't be in the team, or Jordan Henderson won't be in the team. And every single time, we all seem to piss ourselves off when all these guys are in the team again. And everyone just gets frustrated with it. It's like, should we not just expect this to happen almost every time? Now, Gareth Southgate doesn't want those guys out of the squad. Not yet, anyway. Maybe eventually, but at this time, Gareth Southgate wants Harry Maguire, Calvin Phillips, and Jordan Henderson in this team. And we should probably just all get used to it. 
With that being said, I am going to talk about those three players being in the team today and kind of the reasons why and if I like it and if I don't like it. So I'll pull up the team here quickly and then we can we can go through it together. So we'll start off with the goalies. Jordan Pickford, Aaron Ramsdale, Sam Johnston. Defenders, the lone left back in the squad is Ben Chilwell from Chelsea. Right backs, Kyle Walker and Kieran Trippier. Center backs, Harry Maguire, the most experienced center back by a million miles in the squad. 57 caps for England. Mark Gahey. Fakayo Tomori makes an appearance back in the squad. Lewis Dunk, who is, I believe, 31 years old. Has a couple of caps now for England. And Levi Colwell, who is the, the young man who is now on the back of Chelsea's line. Was a big piece for Brighton last season and also... A massive piece for England under 21s this past summer who won the European Championships at that level. Midfield, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips, Jude Bellingham, Jordan Henderson, Eze, Conor Gallagher. And they also have Trent Alexander-Arnold down as a midfielder in this squad, which, of course, he played his last two games for England in the midfield. So it's not that surprising from from that aspect, sorry, but... Right back for, for Liverpool. So either way, we'll see more Trent, I think, now that he's in that position. And you know what? If it works for England, it works for England. Forwards, James Madison, who has had a fantastic start to the season. Bakaya Torre, who just won the, what was it, the PFA Player of the Year. Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Marcus Rashford, Harry Kane, Callum Wilson, and the other debutante in this squad, Eddie Nketiah, missing from the squad. Nick Pope in goal, which is a bit surprising, to be honest. Rhys James, obviously injured. Benjamin White, which I am also surprised about. Raheem Sterling, who's been in pretty good form, but didn't get back in the squad. Mason Mount struggled in his time at Manchester United so far. Ollie Watkins, another player as mentioned. Ivan Tony not in the squad. Tammy Abraham is injured. Tyrone Mings. John Stones, Luke Shaw, also injured. Couple of Twitter shout-outs that didn't make it. James Ward-Prowse and Jared Bowen. So there's your England squad. I'm sure by now, by the time you've listened to this, if you're a fan of the English football team, you would have either seen that squad or have some thoughts on it. So let's kind of go through a few things that come up. So the big one. Harry Maguire and Calvin Phillips haven't played a minute of Premier League football this season. Yeah, they're both in the squad. It's not surprising. I understand the Harry Maguire one, and I actually think it's quite necessary for this squad. Now, England, like I said, without John Stones and Tyrone Mings, two experienced international players, especially John Stones. Okay, let's look at the centre-backs for England. You have Harry Maguire, 57 caps. Mark Gahey, four caps. Tomore, three caps. He's not even been in the England squad for the last year or so, has he? Lucas, Lewis Dunk, sorry, one cap. And Levi Colwell with zero caps. Now, I get it. Players, players need to play football to be in the England squad. However, it's not like England had a lineup at the door of centre-backs who could be in this team right now. And I think Harry Maguire is actually quite a necessary piece for England to to be in a, you need his experience and his leadership of being in the squad, being in being in European Cup finals, being in World Cups multiple times now. England need him. And I mean, you look through the other players, who would you have called up? Eric Dyer isn't getting called up. 
Chris Smallin isn't getting called up. He hasn't been called up for years. Joe Gomez isn't good enough. Connor Cody doesn't even play in the Premier League anymore. Adam Webster. I actually like Webster quite a bit, but he's not going to get called up either. And even if he did, he has zero caps. John Stone's out of the squad with 66. Ming's out of the squad with 17 caps. You need Harry Maguire. Like it or love it. Like it or hate it, I guess the saying is. Harry Maguire needs to be in the squad for England, unfortunately, for a lot of people's sakes. Again, no... We've had this debate every time the England squad comes around. Harry Maguire is pretty good for England. To his credit, to his credit, he's not bad. I just, I don't see a world where Harry Maguire is not playing for England when Gareth Southgate is a manager. Unless, unless, and I do believe Gareth Southgate will get to this point. If Harry Maguire just simply is not playing at all and England have a healthy John Stones and a Mings is back in the in the picture, or a Levi Colwell has just risen the stocks in Chelsea and he's doing really, really well, I think a few things would have to happen for Harry Maguire not to be in this team, but for now he is and we just need to move on from it. Calvin Phillips, though, no, not for me anymore, especially if you have Trent now who's going to play in the midfield. England have enough enough in there Declan Rice is good enough and Calvin Phillips isn't even starting you don't need to waste a spot for him James Ward-Prowse was the man he should have been in this squad he's had a fantastic start to his West Ham career I understand he's only had a couple of games and that was a big thing Southgate said too he said he didn't want to change his squad that much after winning the past two games of this this qualifying for England and that's fair I suppose as well you and he also said it's only been three or four games in the Premier League and not just a football season for some of these players. So it's hard to really get a full read on, on who they are. With that said, James Ward-Prowse is a professional Premier League player now who has been around the block more than once. He's been in the England squad a couple of times. Gareth Southgate knows who James Ward-Prowse is and he knows that Calvin Phillips doesn't fully deserve to be in the squad anymore. If Calvin Phillips gets his feet back under him and he starts playing under Pep and, and things start going well, then yeah, Calvin Phillips is, a, is an England quality player. He's one of the best players on his day, I think, in an England shirt. He was fantastic at the Euros when he went to the finals. But for now, Calvin Phillips should not be in this team. I, I just don't think that's fair to the players around him. Harry Maguire, again, I've had my moments with him when I think he should be in the squad, shouldn't be in the squad. For this scenario, Harry Maguire should be in the squad. Calvin Phillips should not be. The, you look at the midfield for England at the moment. Let's pull it up here. Declan Rice, Trent, Jude Bellingham, who is absolutely dominating with Real Madrid. Arguably the most informed player in the world right now. Jordan Henderson is calling what you want. I know he's playing in the Saudi Arabian League now. He's a professional player who's done well for England. I like him in this squad, if I have to be completely honest. I think England still need that leadership. It can't be, can't just be all these young guys running around. You need those those guys in there as well. I'd play him over Calvin Phillips in this squad, to be honest, too. Connor Gallagher in there as well. You throw James Ward-Prowse in there, and it, re- it really doesn't make any difference to this team if Phillips is in there or not. And I think Ward-Prowse just fits it a little bit better at the moment with his attacking capabilities and he's a good defensive player as well to an extent so that's i think that's the burning question is those two players obviously jordan henderson a little bit too but again i just think he's he's just a staple for the squad isn't he i think he'll keep winning i think things would have to go drastically wrong for england to get rid of all three or at least two of those players in the squad although 
I do think Calvin Phillips' days are numbered. If I had to kind of rank those three players. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I would rank them as Calvin Phillips most likely to be out of the squad, then Henderson, then Maguire. I just think England is short at the back. They need to get some of these players more experienced in the squad and then Maguire can get pushed out. With that said, Dave, they're doing that, clearly. Mark Gaze in the squad, less than five caps. Levi Colwell, debut for Kyle Tamori, three caps for England. He should be in the squad more often. I think those three guys should all be in the squad a little bit more often. To be honest, Lewis Dunk, as good of a story as it is for someone of his age to push himself into the England squad and the, the career he's having with Brighton right now and, and the season that Brighton is likely going to have, I, I don't know if I would include him when John Stones is healthy. I think I would rather have those other three young players pushing their way into the squad and pushing a guy like Harry Maguire out eventually than having Lee, Lewis Dunk in there. Unfortunately for him, I think he's a very good player. I just don't think he should be in the squad for England. Uh, who else do we got here? A couple of players that missed out. Raheem Sterling, Jared Bowen. I think Sterling will find his way back into the squad eventually. But when you look at it, like he's going to have to get back in some form. And to, to Sterling's credit, and we spoke about this on the last episode too. He has. He's got himself back in form. He had a very good game against uh, West Ham when Chelsea ultimately lost 3-1. But then again, in uh, who did they play the other day? Luton, a weaker opponent, of course. 
Had a very good game. Grabbed a goal. Could he get back into the squad? Who would you put him in under, over? You have Grealish, Rashford, Saka and Foden as your forward wingers. Kane, Wilson, Eddie and Ketier playing down the middle. You could, I think depending on how Eddie and Ketier season goes, obviously he's kind of in and out of the squad. Gareth Southgate did say though he's, he's deserving and they want to see what he's like, just give him some experience. And that's fine. He's your third forward on the team. When you don't have an Ivan, Tony, Tammy Abraham's hurt, and Ollie Watkins doesn't have a Premier League goal yet, Eddie Nketiah is too. I think it's fair that he's in the squad, and I actually like that mentality from Gareth Southgate of, yeah, let's get the young guys in and, and start pushing along and, and see if they can actually be good for us in the in the future. So good. It's good. What if, what if Harry Kane, God forbid, gets hurt and can't go to the Euros? You got to know who's going to be available for you and who can fit that style. I think it's good to experiment with those guys. Raheem Sterling, I think he can get into squad again if it's an injury to one of the young guys or someone drops out of form. I, I maybe even would put him in over Callum Wilson as well. I actually think Ollie Watkins, when he's in form, should be in the team over Callum Wilson, to be honest. Wilson is just good player, good poacher of the ball, can score some goals. Yeah, I would rather see what Ollie Watkins can provide to this team on a long-term basis. Jared Bowen, the other player, getting missed out. Again, I just think England is so strong in those positions, it's hard to bring in everyone, isn't it? And now that's why I don't think there's too much of a shout for Jared Bowen on this one. Two goals and an assist in three matches this season for West Ham, who have had a good start to the year. He's deserving of a call-up. I'm not denying that. I think he's a good quality international player. I just struggle with... The idea of him being in the squad over Grealish, Rashford, Madison, Foden, Saka. And I think most people would agree with that. He's not up to that standard. He's there in the A group. He's in the B group. One player, actually, I did forget to mention who could be a centre-back for England is Benjamin White. It's kind of weird how he's just fallen out of the picture a little bit. Staple in the Arsenal back line. He, he's the versatility he has as well, being able to play at fullback and centre back, and just putting a putting a shift every game. I think he should be in the squad over Lewis Dunk way more often. But again, Gareth Southgate said he didn't want to change his squad after they won the last two matches. Was the changes that happened were, were due to injuries? You know, Stones, Mings, like I said. Watkins not being in favor, all that kind of stuff. The last player I'd like to quickly touch on before we move on to the Champions League groups is uh, Solly Marsh. Now, Solly Marsh, 29 years old, plays for Brighton. You've probably seen him in in a match of the day or wherever you watch your highlights because he's scoring a lot of goals this season. And he's someone who... I'd be shocked if he ever got called up for England, but then again, you never know. I do think Southgate does get a little unfair treatment of players sometimes. Like he's saying like, oh, he doesn't call up players in form. It's like, well, he just called up Eddie and Ketier and, and Tamore and, and Colwell. Other players like Eze got called up in the last one. Connor Gallagher's actually had a decent start to the season. He's in the squad. I think Solly Marsh is a is a long shot, but three goals, three matches, winger. Again, it might take someone getting hurt for him to get in the squad. Or you never know. That's someone I would I would love to see. 
It's like a few years ago. Well, more than a few years ago now. Kevin Davis got called up for England. As a Bolton Wanderers fan, that was fantastic to see. Also, random players have we seen called up for England. Dave Nugent, everyone remembers his uh, his goal line tapping. I think it was from Jermaine Defoe. Ricky Ricky Lambert, another random one. Louis Dunk's probably in that category. I can't believe how many times we've mentioned Louis Dunk on this podcast so far. But again, Louis Dunk is a good player. Should he be in this squad? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. How many caps does Lewis Dunk have? He has one. In 2018, I believe that one came. To his credit, he's had a good career, like I said. But there you go. That's my thoughts on the England squad. Let me know what you think. Do you think it's fair that as Gareth Southgate made the right call in the players he selected? Who do you think should have been in his squad? Who do you think should be in the next squad? I don't even know England play, but there's got to be somebody, right? Who England should call up. I'd like to see James Ward-Prowse in there, but he's got to keep up his form if he wants to if he wants to get in. Jordan Henderson is probably going to fall out sooner rather than later if he's in the Saudi League. We'll see. Obviously, like we said before, Gareth Southgate loves loves his leaders for England, and that's fair enough. It is what it is. But yes, let us know. I'll make this a little part of YouTube video, so let us know in the comments. All right, moving on to the next part of... The show. Talk about the Champions League that happened. The Champions League draw was done today. I watched it with Brett. Shut up, Brett. He was stressing when Manchester United got put in Group A, which is where we'll start this one. So Group A, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, FC Copenhagen, and Galatasaray. I'm going to fully admit I haven't done research on any of those teams. Not those four teams. I know where they all are, but this is just kind of off the top of my head and what my... My head is just thinking in the moment whilst I'm watching this. And I think this is a group Manchester United could struggle in tremendously. I think Galatasaray is no pushover. We've seen what they, they've done in the Champions League so far this season throughout qualify. And they seem to be very rejuvenated squad. Wilfred Zaha, obviously former Manchester United player, is now there. Uh, Icardi is now there as well and back in scoring form. And Manchester United have just kind of stumbled out the blocks. We'll see, obviously, what happens once the Champions League gets started. Things can change massively, right? Like maybe United find form and just get purring. Let's not forget, Manchester United were piss poor to start last season. Ended up finishing third in the Premier League. It's not bad. Bayern Munich, I think, will top this group. Not with ease, but I think out of these these four teams, they've got the most quality. United obviously have a ton of quality as well, but Harry Kane, I think he's out with vengeance in the Champions League this season. I am going to go with Bayern Munich to win the group. I'm going to go with... <laughs> I don't know if I fully believe this, but I'm going to say Manchester United finish second, Galatasaray third, and Copenhagen fourth. I know that's kind of the easy way out, but I think Manchester United should be able to pull through this group. It's just going to, it's going to be difficult that the Allianz are in. They really need to make Old Trafford a fortress again. We'll see. I think this is a this is very interesting group. I do think United could fall out of it. And I don't know. That's, that's not great analyst stuff. Analysticist? I don't know. Group B: Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV, Lens. Arsenal, I think, will win this group. I think this is probably best case scenario for Arsenal. They got Lens, who are the 
weakest team in the Champions League. They were the the lowest ranked European club team. And you know how they do those rankings, UEFA rankings. They were the lowest team. PSV, I think, got a little bit worse losing Cody Gakpo. They did beat Arsenal last year in the uh, in the Europa League too. Sevilla, they're kind of shit, to be honest. <laughs> but somehow won the Euro- uh, Europa League last season. I'm going to go Arsenal. I'll go Arsenal, Lons, PSV, Sevilla. That's my prediction. There's got to be one kind of crazy little team that makes it through, isn't there? There's got to be one. I think it could be Lons. I don't really know why. Finished second in league League 1 last season. That's got to mean something. Group C, Napoli, Real Madrid, Braga, Union Berlin. Real Madrid topped this group. Napoli second. Union Berlin third. Braga fourth. I'm excited to see Union Berlin in the Champions League this season. An absolutely incredible story of how this is the rise to the top and every single season they've been in the Bundesliga. The manager just insists the goal is to not get relegated. It's like, buddy, you're in the Champions League now. This is big time. You're a good team. Your goal should be... It's like kind of like when Claudio Ranieri was the Leicester manager and he was just like, we just won't, don't want to get relegated, but they were top of the league. And then they gets a little bit closer. He's like, yeah, it'd be good if we get Champions League football. And then he got a little bit closer. And he's like, okay, now we want to win. It's like, okay, yeah, that's fine to have those standards, I suppose. But... Union Berlin, the only standard is don't get relegated from the Bundesliga. I think they'd be more than happy with dropping down to the Europa League again. Obviously, the success would be to qualify for the round of 16. But when you're in a group with two of the best teams in Europe in Napoli and Real Madrid, that's a tough order. Tough order. Benfica, Italy, Salzburg and Real Sociedad in Group D. It's such a very interesting group. I think Real Sociedad... Back in the Champions League for the first time in a while, we've seen Salzburg just kind of come out of nowhere and just in years past and really cause some trouble to teams. Will we see that again? I don't know much about the squad. We'll have to wait and see. But saying that, we didn't know much about them when they had Holland and all those guys, right? And they managed to, to go to Anfield and, and cause some chaos there. I think Inter Milan will top this group. I'm going to go Benfica. I think Real Sociedad will finish third. Salzburg fourth. Also, if you have some predictions too, just let me know. I want to know. I want to know what everyone's thinking. Group F is very fun. Very fun group. Final back in the Champions League. Atletico Madrid, Lazio and Celtic. They're all fan group. Celtic will bring a party anyway. Lazio fans are nuts too. So Feyenoord. When you get back in the Champions League, it's always a celebration. Atletico Madrid, very good fans too. Atletico Madrid should get through this group as first place winners. I'm going to go with Feyenoord as second. And then I'll go Celtic third and Lazio fourth. I think this will be a very tight group though. I think this will be the group that kind of comes down to the last game of the group stages. And then it all just gets mixed up and it won't start the way it started that day. All that kind of shit. The fun stuff. The fun stuff of the Champions League, people. Group F, the craziest group of them all, the Champions League group. We'll call it that one. Paris Saint-Germain, Dortmund, Milan, Newcastle United. Welcome back to the big time, Newcastle. The first time since like 2002, I think, 2003, something like that. And you get a group with Paris, Dortmund, and Milan. Can Newcastle get through this group? 100%. 
Newcastle are a quality team. And I think out of all the teams in pot four, this Newcastle were the team that nobody would have wanted. I mean, you look through the the top, top sorry, pot four teams, Galatasaray, Lons, Union Berlin, Real Sociedad, Celtic, Newcastle, Young Boynes, Antwerp. N- yeah, Newcastle was the team everyone wanted to avoid. That group is nuts. I'm going to say this is this is my prediction. And people are not going to like it, but I'm going to do it. AC Milan first. Newcastle second. Dortmund third. PSG fourth. I just got a feeling. I just got a feeling things are going a little bit rotten in PSG. I know Mbappe is absolutely world class. Arguably the best player in the world. But I'm just not having it. And I think they'll fail miserably in the Champions League. And th- it's just PSG is weird right now. And I'm not on that train and I can't put them in a prediction saying they'll go through. They might finish third. And my point is they won't make it through to the round of 16. Newcastle will. Because St. James's Park will be buzzing when these teams come to town and they won't know what hits them. Most of them will. I mean, they've played in massive matches before PSG. <laughs> All three of these teams have been in the Champions League final in the last like 10 years. So yeah, they've been in, they played in big games. 10, 20 years, whatever. Group C, an absolute cakewalk for Man City. Leipzig, Man City, Red Star Belgrade, and Young Boys. As I read it is how it will end. Although Leipzig is a lot better this season, I think, than they were last season. Group F, oh, sorry, H, Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar, Antwerp. I'm going to go Barcelona, Shakhtar, Porto, Antwerp. Shakhtar are actually playing their home games in Hamburg this season, obviously. Everything's still going on in Ukraine, which sucks. Hopefully that can get resolved and they can get back home. Everyone can get back home and start playing and living their lives again normally. Well, there you go. I think I'll do more Champions League predictions. That was just kind of off the top of my head, but I mostly wanted to talk about the England squad today and the revolving questions around that team like there are every single time. Gareth Southgate makes... and That guy could sneeze wrong and everyone would jump down his throat. Madness, people. It's madness. But anyways, thank you very much for listening to Extra Time, presented by Betway with me, Liam Horovan. As always, it's always a pleasure. Also, Betway 19+, plus. please bet responsibly. Ontario only. We'll see you next week when we'll talk about something else. I'm assuming football. We'll see what happens.